Y'all just don't even know. I didn't think I was going to make it, but I made it. You guys, welcome to The Melanated Way. I'm Linda. We are covering season six, episode two of Before the 90 Days. And I have to tell you that this show is just wild. I feel like this season is wild already. Between this and Match Me Abroad, I'm not really even sure what's going on. I just know there's a lot going on. Uh, shout out to the live chat. You guys, I know I'm starting a little bit late, so I appreciate you guys all being here. But if you only knew, if you only knew the half of it, the half of it. Oh, hey, Jaslo. Hey, Connie. Hey, girl. Hey, my favorite Canadian. Um, let's just jump in because I, I mean, at the rate that this week has gone, hi, Wonderlust. I owe you a news and gossip. Um, but y'all, I'm lucky to even be right here right now. All right. So here we are. Here we are, Vanessa and Renee. Gino. Gino's about to go to Panama, you guys, for the umpteenth time. And we all know what's going to happen. They're going to get there. There's going to be some issues. They're going to fight. He's thinking prenup. She's thinking leave everything to me and the will. So it's already clear to me that they're not on the same page. Oh, hi. Let me see if I'm going to say this right. Mojapa? Hey, girl. Hey. Everyone say hi to her. She's new. Um, <clears throat> so... Renee, you can do it. I know you can. So Gino is, I don't know. Did we know that Gino was Italian? I wonder if he speaks Italian. I don't feel like I remember him being Italian, but in this episode, we were reminded that he's from a big Italian family. They're making homemade pasta uh, before his trip. They're really just like having a bonding moment uh, as they normally do. And, uh, oh, thanks, Wanderlust. Hey, Crystal. This this is the, uh, let me just get it together because I ain't got time to get it together look. I think it's pretty fancy. And you see my cheeks are getting fatter because, you know, I'm getting fatter. <laughs> okay. Crystal says, I knew he was Italian. I don't, I guess maybe I should have known. I just don't remember. So, anywho, <clears throat> uh, the uncle, Uncle Marco, which I really enjoy and I remember him from previous seasons, really likes Gina's new look. And I thought I'd pull up his look from last week, um, you know, because it's really just the same look. It's the, the hat and some fancy Hawaiian shirts. And he just continues to, to, mix and match them out if it's not a baseball hat it's this fedora if it's not a fedora it's a baseball hat if it's not a button-down shirt that it's a bright color then it's a hawaiian shirt whatever you want to say it's going to be this look and apparently uncle marco loves it what do you guys think do you like this new look on him do you like the new hats let me know your thoughts but in the meantime <clears throat> the rest of his cousins like Christina and Dana and all of them, they're just still clowning him like we do. And the first thing they were asking him is if he dumped the Jesus sandals and I died of laughter because remember those sandals? He, if he's dressed up, he still got those sandals on. Socks on, no socks on. Those are his shoes. <laughs> oh, 
so funny. Um, <clears throat> so the uncle's like, so I guess they're following her, Jasmine, on social media. I'm not sure exactly how they knew, but they noticed that she has a new apartment. And remember, Gina's paying this $3,000 for her to live in this luxury apartment. It's only supposed to be for one month because he thinks the K-1 visa is coming in 30 days and he's going to be, you know, I don't know, maybe it will come. Maybe he, he knows how USCIS works. I don't know, but they're planning the 30 days. And in those 30 days, he's going to be there for three of those weeks, right? So 21 of the 30 days. So he'll get to really, you know, enjoy the apartment that he is paying for. But the cousins are like, so like, what's up with the new apartment? Do you pay for all that stuff? And did you all notice how Gino lied? He's like, um, yeah, um, um, yeah, no, I mean, I help her. Like he was just going on and on and on about nothing. Well, you know you pay for it. Go ahead and tell them how much you paid for that apartment. And guess what? You're going to continue to pay for it because you're scared of Jasmine. <clears throat> so that being said, they're like, you know, we think that she might be using you. And have you ever brought back up the prenup? And he lies about that. He lies about it because, again, I think he's literally scared of Jasmine. I think she's too much woman for him. And so he lies about it and he's like, you know, maybe I'll bring it up now because I'm really considering it. I'm really considering it because, you know, I have to really protect myself. And his family's like, don't you just think this whole thing is too much? Like, it's a lot. You know, you fight so much. You guys argue so much. And you send her all this money, all the things. Like, isn't it just not too much for you? And like, are you afraid of her? They said, are you afraid to bring up issues with her? you really need to stick up for yourself more. And his whole family is saying the same thing, that he needs to stand up to Jasmine more. And one of the things I think is interesting, one of the things I think that he doesn't stand up to her is because I think he is really scared of her and he really does want to have the eye candy, right? He wants the beautiful woman by his side and it makes him feel some, some type of way about himself. And that's why he doesn't want to really address the issues. But you know what? When you ignore issues in your relationship, they don't go away. I would even argue that they multiply because they sit there and fester. And so I don't know how far he's going to be able to run from this. He's either going to address it or he's not going to address it. And when he addresses it, we all know that it's going to be a fight. Right? So... He's like, you know, I'm going to stick up for myself. I'm going to stick up for myself. No, you're not, Gino. Come on, no. Uh, so he's leaving for Panama, and his uncle Marco is taking him. And I remember from the first time that uncle Marco took him the first time to the airport, and he basically is like, he had the best line of the evening, by the way, you guys. He's like, you know, I hope she treats you better than the last time. I hope that you guys don't fight. I hope that you bring up the prenup. I hope that you guys get get along better, all the things. And as if he was chanting a mantra, you guys, Gino kept saying, I'm not going to let her to push me around. I'm not going to let her push me around this time. I'm not going to let her push me around this time. Okay, Gino, are you saying it? Why am I blurry? 
Are you saying it because you believe it? There we go. Or are you saying it to convince yourself? One of the two things. Who knows? So this is the line that was hilarious to me. Uncle Marco says, you know, Gino has good intentions. Then he gets there to Panama and Jasmine bounces her boobs in front of him and his common sense turns to Jasmine. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Really? <laughs> you guys, I died of laughter. I died of laughter. Because, oh my God, that is so true. And we remember from previous seasons, you know, Gino really... Like, I'm curious what their dynamic is because we talk a lot about her and him having, you know, issues in the bedroom. But then the last time we saw her, like, you know, prance around and he really enjoyed it and all this stuff. Like, I think he likes looking at her, but I think that the fighting scares him. I feel like he doesn't think that he can stand up for himself. So he's like in a conundrum. But it's the last chance for for them to work out their issue. So he's going to have to speak up at some point. And hey, Rodella, and figure it out, right? Because they're expecting the K-1 visa to be coming anytime now. And so we'll see if they, they work it out. I don't know. So meanwhile, he uh, is on route to Jasmine. And while he's on route to Jasmine, some of this stuff I'm going to have to edit, but you guys saw the episode, so you already know what happened. She goes out to drinks with her friends. She says she's stressed out from lack of sex so we know that she has a high sex drive we know that you know sex is important to her and i've talked to you guys about what's important in a relationship versus what's not important in a relationship and if it's important to you you better make sure that it's important to your partner or you guys are not going to be on the same page i tell you guys this all the time and jasmine and gina are not on the same page but jasmine thinks that she's being proactive so She's saying maybe one of the reasons that she's so bitter all the time, her words, not mine, is that she's lacking in that department from her partner. So what is she going to do? Her friends are concerned for her. They're like, you know, Jasmine's very active. Gina's like 18 years older than her. Maybe he can't keep up with her. And the fact that he is 18 years (laughs) older than her He's just going to continue, their words, not mine, deteriorate. <laughs> oh, Penguin Pat, Pammy, you're so right. He packed a shirt just like the one he was wearing. Yes, girl, yes. Um, So Friends are worried. Friends are like, we don't know if Gina's going to be able to keep up with you. Like, I, we just don't think so. So she asked her friends to bring her what I'm going to call a toy. And she is going to practice with said toy to prepare herself for uh, Gino's trip. 
and I just felt like that was like a whole lot of information. And I don't know. I feel like we're seeing a new side of Jasmine. Like we've always known she's spicy and, and, and spunky. And I think that women should always own their sexuality. Um, but I also do think that there are some things that, uh, I mean, I, uh, I don't know if I need to hear about them. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you need to hear about some of this stuff? I don't know. So <sighs> they bring her this toy. It's blue. They talk about it. You know, uh, you know, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and they start talking and she is really concerned. Yeah, exactly. That part, Wonderlust. The backdoor special. <laughs> so we find out from Jasmine that she doesn't really get along with any of his family, which is going to be interesting if she indeed is moving to the United States, right? Because he's very close to his family. And if they don't like her, it's just going to cause problems for her. And she's going to have no uh, people to support her. So, you know, what is she going to do? And she's pissed at one of the cousins because I guess the cousin went on her social media and was basically questioning her loyalty and love for Gino. And instead of being like, hey, yeah, like, I love him. He's my fiance. She said, like, who is this person to question whether I love Gino or not? And so... They go back and forth, they go back and forth, and the friends are like, you know, what are you going to do? Which is what I'm saying. What are you going to do when you get there and you have no support? Like, what are you, you going to do about that? And Jasmine goes off into this whole other tangent. And the tangent is she thinks that now she should be the sole beneficiary of Gina's will. So cut out all his family and it just be her because she's the one that's leaving her country and her family and her friends to come to America to be. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With him. So she wants to make sure that she is 100% taken care of. Now listen here, you guys. Listen, y'all, listen. There are so many things wrong with that statement, in my opinion, that I don't even know where to begin, but I will say this. If Gino is thinking about prenup and Jasmine is thinking about a will and everything coming to her in a will, they are definitely not on the same page. And I cannot believe the number of years that they've been together, that they haven't had this conversation. And now they're engaged. They already have problems in the bedroom. I always tell you guys the four things that we need to talk about before we get in a serious relationship, money, sex, religion. What's the fourth one, you guys? What's the fourth one? Think about it. Money, 
sex, religion. What's the fourth one? I'm going to see if you guys are paying attention, especially the live chat. The Vanessas, the Joslos, the Wonderlust, Raydellas, you all should know this by, by now. The back of your head. So thank you, children. We need to talk about that. And speaking of children, I know a lot of you guys have reached out to me and, and you know, we we know that Jasmine has two children and you guys are always like, where are her kids? Where, I don't know where her kids are y'all. I don't know. I don't know what her plan is. Uh, if indeed she decides to move to America, what happens with the kids? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I just know that the dad did not want them to really be a part of this show. And I can completely understand that they're children. And as far as what's going to happen, I don't know, even know if it's really our, are like is it our business i don't know she made herself on the show and jazz and gino made himself on the show but the children didn't so is it our business i'm curious because you guys constantly reach out to me and ask me that and i i'm always like i don't know but then again i don't even know if it's my business to know let me know in the live chat if you're watching the replay do you think that it is the fandom's business to know about children of people who are on reality shows, especially if they don't bring the children on the show? Is it our business? I'm curious. I'm going to do a poll starting now. So in the meantime, with all of that, um, so she wants all the money if he dies. And I I watch too much true crime, you guys. So I'm always thinking like, uh, you know, someone who's not already married and you guys are already talking like wills and, and who gets what and sole beneficiaries and probably life insurance, all of that stuff. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, Scandalous says, we never met Larissa's numerous children. We didn't meet them, but did she mention them and bring them on the show? She says she has children, but she never brought them on the show. So again, still doesn't really answer the question, is it our business? Jaza says, is their sex life our business? Well, they bring their sex life onto the show, so then it becomes our business. So again, my question is, if the reality show person does not bring the children on the show, they may mention they have children, but don't bring them on the show, is it still our business? Still our business, I'm curious. So, <clears throat> he's on route, he's excited to see her. She's excited to see him. She shows up at the airport. He comes out in his Hawaiian shirt. She literally jumps on him, sucks his face, leaves lipstick all over the place. And even in that kiss and in that moment in the embrace, he, I felt like he looked scared. I felt like she was like eating up his face and he didn't know what to do. And I just think that perhaps they are not equally yoked. I think that she may be more open about her sexuality. And I think Gino is not. I think that maybe the age difference is starting to show and she is more 
exploratory and perhaps he's not. And I don't even think it's just like a PDA thing. I think just in general, they're in two different spaces. And so she's taking his lack of compatibility as if there's something wrong with him or something wrong with her. And maybe they're just not compatible in that way. Maybe she wants one thing and he wants another. It could be that. So my note literally says she may be too much woman for him. And she's very, very vocal about her sexuality. And so when she's like, you know, I'm going to take him home. I'm going to cook for him. I'm going to pepper him. And then I'm going to eat him. Okay. I don't know if he really would is excited about that, to be honest. I think that if you probably just, you know, gave him a rocking chair, some good TV, He'd be good to go. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Riley. You guys, I think there's something wrong with Riley. I can't put my finger on it. <clears throat> um, Wonderless said, uh, I already mentioned this a little early. The lipstick smeared all over his face killed me. Me too. Uh, Jazzle says people that talk about sex aren't very sexy and Scandalous says they're cringe and our surgery consultation was contradictory to the toy. Um, okay, so Riley, back to Riley. I think something's wrong with Riley. I can't put my finger on it, but I trust my gut and my gut is always right. There's something going on with him. I'm not quite sure. I I'm kind of just like, is it wrong to already be done with this story? Because there are all the red flags and even your Trini, I was going to say Trini, but I'm going to keep that for, for later. Your Trinidadian dad says red flags. Your, your older dad who has health issues and all the things has the wisdom to tell you that there are some red flags and you still want to go. Let me tell you, there's something wrong with this whole situation and I'm not feeling it and I'm already fed up with him because if you were supposed to be this like big shot military dude, plus you like work for the government in some secret spy type of situation, all the things, high clearance, I I'm making that part up, but you know what I mean. Then you think that you would have some common sense and I'm just not seeing any common sense from this guy. And just to throw in there, because I'm not impressed by this either, we can all have a type and you can like who you like and I get that, but I don't really appreciate it when it's blatant that you sexualize a specific entire race of women. And that is what he does. And I'm not for it either. So there are a bunch of things going on with him that I'm just not into right now. And I'm already irritated. It's only episode two. So guess what? You're in luck because I'm probably going to go off on a tangent more than once. You're welcome. <laughs> so Violet is his lady friend in Vietnam. He's going to go visit her. <clears throat> and uh, before that, he's going to go visit his dad find out a little bit about his dad. He's older. He had health issues, uh, mentioned uh, a bunch of stuff, COVID, but the dad pulled through. Great. So we meet the dad, dad, Kelson, super cute. Okay. Super cute. Just like, love it. Just super, super cute guy. 
He's making oxtail, or no, excuse me, not oxtail. See, I'm already in my Caribbean mode. He's making curry goat, you guys. But oxtail curry goat, you haven't had it, got to try it. It's so delicious, you guys. Mm, you'll be like licking your fingers mm, and running back for more. Have a little rice with that. Rice and beans if you want to be like all into it. Woo, woo. That's why my cheeks are so fat. Um, okay. <laughs> Back to Calson and Riley. So dad's like, hey, like, why can't you find a woman here? Like, wh what is it? Like, I don't even think that you should go. I, I'm scared for you. I don't trust her. I don't trust this, the dad's saying, you know. And do you even know that she sent me over a hundred texts that you just don't even know about? And Riley's like, what? She did what? She sent you what? And the dad like pulls out the phone and lo and behold, there's a bunch of texts from Violet who is literally manipulating this man so that she thinks that he, the dad is going to talk to Riley. And here's an example that they show. I knew your son doesn't love me in time. We are together. He just loves himself. He never knows how to true love. So he forever will be alone. Can you imagine some random that your son has not even met in real life is blowing up your phone with hundreds of text messages? Like, psst, psst, red flags bothering this old man who can't even have a little bit of curry goat in peace. Stop it. Because guess what? She's going to turn around and ask him for money too. Guaranteed. And I don't believe that Riley, Riley said, oh, I only sent $100 to her daughter on her birthday. I don't believe you for one minute. Don't believe you for one minute. And you want to know why? I'm about to tell you guys why. So here's what happened. First, first, the dad thinks this whole thing is a waste of time. He thinks it's a bunch of red flags and doesn't appreciate the hundreds and hundreds of texts that, that Violet has sent. The fact that Violet didn't tell Riley that she was texting his dad is a red flag to me, okay? But then what does Riley do? And you guys, I don't know, are there any immigrants in the live chat specifically Caribbean immigrants or even African Im immigrants. I'm going to tell you something. There is no reason. I don't care if you're 50 years old. I don't care if you're 80 years old. If your parent is still alive, there is no way that you're cussing up a storm like Riley was cussing up a storm in front of his dad and his dad not do anything about it. There's just no way. There's just no way. Don't, I just, there's just no way. Uh, Jazzo says milking him and the dad smart con uh, kudos to the dad for not responding Carol's like how did Violet get the dad's phone number you know what Carol Riley probably told Violet my dad is my emergency contact here is his phone number and here is my social security number by the way too ridiculous so Riley's all pissed off, okay? He's cussing up a storm, which I just think he would get punched in the mouth in real life, but we'll go there. We'll play along for a little bit. And then 
Riley says that Violet's hiding a lot for him and that he doesn't know if he wants to go on the trip anymore. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you right now, don't go. You have all these red flags. Your dad says it's a bad idea. Don't go. Problem solved, right? Problem solved. But no, instead, he wants to call a private investigator. You guys, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm getting jaded. Maybe I just don't know how the game works anymore. But I'm going to tell you something. There is no way. First of all, I'm not having some friggin' stupid long distance relationship for two years that I've never met the person in real life. Like, that's not happening. Okay? It's just not happening. I'm not going to tell anyone that you're my significant other if I've never met you. Then what else I'm not going to do is I'm not going to hire a private investigator and buy a plane ticket and take time off of work to go see you. You're going to hire a private investigator to investigate your faux girlfriend because you don't trust that she's actually really divorced and you don't trust the fact that she still may be on the dating app that you met her on. And when you went back to the app, you saw her and she was under, she had a different name. If you don't think that those are red flags and you decide to still go, then you know what, Riley, you deserve to be scammed out of every single penny because you already saw the signs and you decided to ignore them. And not only did you just decide to ignore them, you had the experience of a PI who tells you, oh, guess what? I do this all the time. A lot of my clientele is from America overseas. And he's like, this is what we'll do. You come here and uh, you give us her work address. You give us her home address and we'll follow her, her. And then we'll report back to you with her activities of the day. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, we don't want to do that. No, no. What? No, no, I don't. Because what if she finds out, then she'll for sure leave me. Are you fucking... Oh, excuse me, you guys. My bad. A little bit of... I gotta reel that back in. So, he doesn't want to use the PI. Even though the PI told him that 80% of these long-distance foreign, Vietnam, American, other places, relationships, online relationships... The woman is lying and scamming them. 80% of his clients. 80%. That's 8 out of 10. 80 out of 100. But Riley's not, quote, prepared to take that chance that she'll find out that he hired her PI, so he's just not going to do it. No, Riley, you're not going to do it because in your mind, you've created a fantasy of what you think this relationship is she fits into your sexual families have a lot going on let ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents try three new brainy chews to help you focus chill out or get energized Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Specialization of Asian women specifically, and you want her to be all the things that are broken in your life and in your previous relationship. So you're just going to ignore every single red flag because you want her to fit in to the narrative that you've created in your silly mind. 
done with you, Riley. It's only episode two, and I'm done with you. And by the way, you don't th you think you look pretty like fancy smoking your cigars? You need to sit down on your your behind and smoke the cigars. Don't get on the plane. Listen to your jazz and call it a day. That's what you need to do. And I don't want to hear any whining when you get to Vietnam because you, Riley, knew all the things ahead of time and you decided to go. That's not your woman. Guess what? I'm gonna give I'm gonna tell you exactly what's gonna go on. He's gonna get there. She's still married. She's gonna have a gang of kids. She's gonna be running like two, three other men. Probably gonna find out she has a boyfriend on the side as well, and he's gonna get his feelings hurt. And then guess what? He's gonna cry and complain to us, and we're gonna be like, Well, what why did you even go? Why didn't you hide the PI? Why don't you actually read all the hundred plus text messages to see what she's really saying? Because she doesn't even really like you. I mean, she literally is saying he's forever going to be alone. Does that sound like someone that loves you, Riley? Telling your, your daddy that forever you will be alone? Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it over it now i want to say that i just really think tyre is a sweetie i think he's a sweetie um i think he's a little delusional and i'm trying i'm tr i'm really trying not to go off on a tangent but i feel like he should know better as well um but he's very sweet right so last week i told you guys that you all myself included, you all and myself have been watching the show for so long that we're a little bit jaded, maybe a lot jaded, right? But we see, we've seen the history and we've seen the pattern season after season after season, spinoff after spinoff after spinoff. So like we already can see down the, the crazy catfish road. Now maybe Sharp Entertainment and TLC are gonna throw us a curveball and Carmela is going to appear out of nowhere and not be a man and all the things. I mean, I don't know, but I just don't see it. What I do see is I don't understand another person. Four years. You talk to someone on Snapchat for four years and that's your woman. You fell in love with her. And then you guys, they try to take us for a ride. Why are we finding out in episode two? That homeboy flew to Barbados for five days, quarantined for three days. So we only really had two days. And Carmela didn't show up and you're just now telling us in episode two. So you already you already had some signs that she was not who you flew halfway across the world to see her and then she told you that she was scared of COVID so she was not coming was she not scared of COVID when you were sitting in the living room was she not like I mean what what okay so here's what happens Tyre is is still living in his sweet I'm really trying to be really nice here. In his sweet little delusional world. And he really just feels like Carmela is still Carmela and not a man named Christian. 
And even though David, the producer, is like, I have a recording of him talking to another producer, as well as the messages that Christian sent, I can play them for you. And Tyre didn't want to hear them. He wasn't ready. Doesn't want to see them. Doesn't want to hear them. And his excuse is that he's embarrassed because he felt in love and he doesn't normally fall in love very quickly. Um, and he normally doesn't put his guard down. So he's really shocked and disappointed. And he says to us that he watches the catfish show, show he should have seen it. Now, I'm a little confused, okay? I'm a little confused and here's why Tyra, because last week you said that you know, like 33-year-old virgin, you don't really have a lot of uh, interactions with um, dating or experience with dating because you like, you've been like so busy with your life and taking care of your mama and, um, you know, being insecure about um, being overweight and all the things. And you really just sucked us into this like sweet, pure heart. And I even said that, you know, my cold, dead heart is like feeling for you. I don't really have a cold, dead heart. Don't come and tell me that I do because I don't. I'm just saying it because I am dramatic. So he says all that. But then this week, he's like, he loved her and he's shocked and disappointed. But then he watches Catfish. So if you watch Catfish and you're not seeing the signs that you're being Catfish and then you don't want to see the proof, I'm just trying to figure out why then... Are you going to go and fly to meet said Carmela, who is really Christian? Like, can you can you walk me through your thought process? Because I'm just, I just, I'm confused. I'm confused what's going on here. So then <clears throat> he's like, you know, I just really didn't think I was being catfished because I wasn't sending thousands of dollars, just a little bit of months, but you were sending her money. And even you're saying you're embarrassed. So I'm sure you're making it seem like you sent less money than you truly did. So come on. Now. So <clears throat> he messages her, them, and he still, this is, he messages, okay? So he's messaging Carmela and says, you lied to me. You tricked me. You tricked me, babe. You tricked me. How could you? Then he wants to tell us that he still feels like she's real. He still feels a connection. And he has a glimmer of hope. And then turns around and gives us some excuses and says maybe her phone was hacked or maybe someone had her phone and he's just really not ready to walk away from Carmela. He just thinks this is all a big misunderstanding. Now, me going back to, you know what? He seems like a sweetheart. He seems very sweet and nice and kind, all the things. But, like, you can be nice and kind and naive, but, like, at what point are you just being stupid? I know that sounds harsh, but someone tell me, explain it to me. At what point are you just being stupid? You have all the signs. You have the proof. You have the producers wanting to show you more proof. Yeah, you, you text Carmela, and normally 
it's back and forth, back and forth. But you said if you had 50 bucks for her, she'd be like, hey. So Carmelo, who's now Christian, you text and you're like, hey, babe, you tricked me. So then it's the next morning. He's had some time to sleep on it and uh, he's going to get ready and, and go see his siblings. Producers want to talk about it, but you know, he hasn't told anyone yet that he's been in a four year Snapchat relationship with someone who has not only he's never seen, he's never heard her voice. They've never video chatted. He flew halfway across the world, spent money, stayed at a hotel, quarantined, and she didn't show up, but that's still your woman and you still love her so much and you're still going to call her babe and you're hoping this is all a misunderstanding. Well, I think what you're hoping is you're hoping that you don't burst the delusion and the bubble that's in your head. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like you want this to be true because it was so romantic and you don't have to face some of your insecurities and fears by having this four-year relationship so on the one hand you can be like you're not alone because you have quote an international relationship end quote and now that international relationship that you have spent money on in more than one way it's not a real thing. So now guess what? You're alone again. And now you have to deal with your insecurities and you don't want to do that at 33. You just don't want to do it because that means you're going to have to do the work. But Tyre, I still think you're very sweet. I just think that you're being stupid right now. I think you're being stupid and you're, you're willingly being stupid. So <clears throat> doesn't want to talk in front of his mom because guess what? Mama stroke or no stroke. Mama's not going to play around. Let me tell you, that mama, if she knew what was really going on, she would not play around. And this would be over. Poppy Man says, send me $50 and I'll pretend to be whoever you want me to be, Tyre. <laughs> so he doesn't want to talk in front of his mom, but he's he's willing to talk about it a little bit with the producers. He wants to go on a, a walk. On this walk, he tells the producers he hasn't heard from Carmela. Well, you haven't heard from Carmela because Carmela's Christian. So, I mean, are we going to not, are we just going to ignore that the producers have found out that it's a man and his name is Christian? We're just going to continue to live in the fantasy and the delusion that her name is Carmela? Cool. Let's do it. Carmela hasn't, you haven't heard from her. And Tyree's like, you know, I'm still having a lot of trouble processing because, you know, I loved her so much and the bond that we share. And again, I'm confused. Okay, you loved her so much. What did you love about her? But you, if I asked you what her last name was, you wouldn't know. You don't know what her voice sounds like. You've never actually seen a video video of her. Maybe she sent you like pictures and like a quick little snap video, but you... You haven't seen her in real time. So what exactly is it that you love about her? Or do you love the make-belief relationship that you 
have made up in your mind how she just loves you so much and you don't want to stop getting the heart emojis and the kissy emojis from Christian. Because you still want it to be Carmela and you still want it to be this beautiful woman that it's already been proven that she is like, you know, an adult worker online. And it's not. It's like someone stole her adult profile, Christian, so that Christian could reel you in and catfish you and get money out of you. And yet we're still going to call her Carmela. <sighs> okay. So he's still processing it. He still loves her, still loves the bond that they shared and the time that they shared. And again, I could go off on another tangent, but like, what time did you really spend? You freaking were Snapchatting. You guys were Snapchatting. You love her. Do you even know her phone number? Where does she live in Barbados? So when you went to Barbados, could you meet her at her house? How do you love someone when you don't even know where they live? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Okay, so then he meets up with his brother and sister, Ronald and Lashanti. Uh, they know nothing about anything because he apparently keeps all his feelings to himself, which again, you know, I really recommend therapy and walk this through. Walk through this and talk through this with someone who's a professional, but, you know, that's what I would say. Um, his brother and sister are worried about him because he holds everything in. They really don't know anything about their brother because that's just who he's been their whole life. So he tells them about the whole thing. So he says that he's in an international relationship. He's been in an international relationship for four years. And I use that term loosely relationship for all the things that I've said previously. Um, sister was like, wow, I'm surprised by that. I thought you were asexual. His own sister thought that. Then he tells them that he went to Barbados last year and how she never showed up the five days three days quarantine she was scared she ghosted him all the things and then the piece de la resistance is he tells them yeah and then the producers told me yesterday that Carmel is a man and the sister's like wow like that's crazy it's terrible that people do that and He's like, so what should I do next? And he's like, well, there's a recording, but I wasn't ready to hear it. And the sister's like, well, you need to hear this recording. And then she's like, I'm here for you. And she's like, pulls out her hand to hold his hand. And he's all sad. And then Ronald, his brother's like, you could hold my hand too. And I just thought, oh my God, this whole thing is so sad. But it's really sweet that his brother and sister are coming to him in his time in time of need. I think that that's really a special bond there, no matter what. Like, they know how he is. They know he's not really open in the sharer. And despite all that, they're like, hey, we're here for you. We got you. So this is the part that I'm going to say that I'm being a little selfish. I wanted them to play that whole audio recording in its entirety. I wanted to hear it. They start playing it, and I think I heard like three or four words, and then Tyree freaks out. He gets up, he walks out, he can't, it's too much. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, can't be. That can't be a no, no. And he takes off. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I know these fools better play that recording. I, I need to hear it. But no, they didn't. Instead, we went outside for tirade to like have his little panic attack and again i feel like he doesn't want to burst his 
delusion bubble. And if he actually hears the real receipts, then he's going to have to address it, right? But if I don't know, if I don't know the truth, it can't be true. It can't be Christian. It's still going to be Carmella. Okay, let me just stop. Midwife K says production be messy. Any other time they could have played the whole thing for us. Facts. Facts. They should have, and they could have, and they should have. That's all I know. I'm sitting here. I'm already irritated by Riley. Gino and Jasmine have their, like, I, you know, just give me something. I got all these delusionals in front of me. Could you give me a little something to hold on to? No. Okay. I see how this season's going to go. Oh, it totally sounded like a Yahoo boy. The reason why I wanted to hear it, y'all, is because I'm African. I'm great with the different dialects. And I wanted to know if it was a Nigerian, if it's a Guinean. Where are we? I know we're somewhere in the West Coast. That's the snip pit I got. Excuse me, I should say. Somewhere in West Africa. I just didn't know where. And I needed to hear the clip more so that I could pinpoint it and tell you what kind of Yahoo guy it is. Because that's what it is. Because guess what? Even if we go fly to Barbados, guaranteed Christian's not in Barbados. Guaranteed Christian's somewhere in Africa. And his name is not Christian. Okay. All right. Moving on. Do you think that someone is going to, production is going to call them. They're going to be like, hey, yeah, it's Linda. Yeah, of course I'm a Yahoo boy. Yeah, I took his money. Yeah. Don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Christian with the C. Yeah, yeah, that's my name. Why do I sound like I might be from like Africa and not Barbados? Oh, I don't know. We're all one country. Oh, you guys just don't know how much I'm holding back. All right. Amanda and Rosvan. I kind of, I'm kind of like seeing where Amanda's going. I'm picking up what she's putting down. And, you know, a lot of you guys were like, it's too soon. And I even was like, it's a little soon. All the things. Um, But she has her reservations and she's taking her time and she's really trying to figure out if this is going to be something that is going to be substantial. And for that, I've got to give her kudos. Um, So one of the things though, I found out actually, no, I got to save it for news and gossip. I found out something that's wild and I'll just say this. Amanda needs to sit down and heal her whole life. First, she's had a rough few years. Okay. She's in Paris, en route to Romania to see Razvan. While she's en route at the airport, he sends a I love you text, which again, like, how, you guys, can you please explain to me? Because I honestly don't get it. Like, I just, I'm trying to get it. But maybe, like, I'm dense. How do you fall in love with someone and then verbally say I love you back and forth when you've never met. Can someone take two minutes and explain it to me? I It's an honest question. I really do want to know. I really do want to know. 
Because I even think that when you're in a relationship and you see the person day in, day out, I mean, it can be months before I say I love you and actually mean it. So, like, I can't, like, I love you, I love you, just to some randos that you've never met. Can you imagine, you, like, again, maybe it's just me and I don't know what I'm talking about, but, like, can you imagine I'm on TikTok and there's some dude dancing and then for whatever reason we send messages and then all of a sudden we're in a relationship and then I'm I'm saying I love you I love you and I'm watching your TikToks but I've never met you in real life but you're my man or I meet you somehow apparently on some dating app and but then we move over to Snapchat and we just snap back and forth messages but then I love you and you're my man and I do that for four years and I never talk to you I don't even know what your voice sounds like like I just I I don't know maybe I'm living I don't know maybe I'm the one that's living in a crazy town I'm just trying to figure it out uh Jazzle says you can't that's impossible to fall in love online I believe And goes on to say, you don't know what love really is if you can fall in love online. I mean, I think you could fall in love with someone you've met online, but the optimal word there is you've met them. I, I just... Natatat says, I don't think he really understands what I love you means. Maybe he just thinks, oh, people say this to get in a relationship. Maybe he's a little bit on the spectrum, no shade. But Natatet, they all say it. So far, Tyree says he loves Christian. And Amanda and Rosvan are in love. They say they love each other. I mean, I don't know. The only sane person so far in episode up to episode two is David, in my opinion. All right. So um Amanda just really feels that God is giving her another chance to find true love. And she thinks that that's going to be with Rosvan. And uh, so she's off to Romania. And as she's off to Romania, we see Rosvan in his element. He's in the middle of the street. He's, uh, you know, he's stripping. He's taking off his shirt. He doesn't take it all the way off, but like he's going to take off his shirt we find out that he's an actor, singer, of course he is, and a social media influencer. I have yet to find him on social media, so I'm not saying that, like, because I haven't found him, that he's not. But, like, where are you? <laughs> and what are you influencing? Anyways, neither here nor there. Uh, he really wants to be an actor, and he wants to focus on his acting. And his heroes are um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and what's this guy's name? Dam Van Zam, Van Dam, whatever. Sylvester Stallone. So you get it. Like those action stars from the '80s are his uh, heroes in acting. And I mean, I'm just gonna say it. No shade. Okay, no shade. Obviously, they're huge, huge stars, huge stars, especially in their heyday. 
but they weren't known for like Oscar performances. They were known for like action and their bodies. I mean, not one of you are going to debate me that Arnold Schwarzenegger is like an Oscar performer or like Van Damme. I don't even think, I can't remember this fool's name, but at Van Damme, whatever. I just know him. He used to do the splits, right? And then Sylvester Stallone, I mean, I can't say anything about him because he's a Rocky, he's the Rocky guy, right? And so those are like legends, but I will say like, uh, eh, eh. Oscar performances, I don't know. Did, did the Rocky, is it a trilogy? Um, did they ever win any awards? I'm curious. I have to look it up. Anyways, those are his heroes. That's what he wants to be. And I'm convinced that that's why he's on the show is because he wants to continue to promote his acting skills. Um, just like, you know, how Natalie wanted to be like a model. And, uh, now she's like a social media influencer slash model. Same thing. Anyhow. Uh, he's on the street taking off his shirt, talking about how he goes live and does all these TikToks and, you know, people can give you roses and gifts and he can turn those gifts and roses into money. Biggest month he's made $2,000. Um, but he realizes that he needs to be a little bit more flirty and sexy. And so he shows us like he's in the shower on TikTok. He's like rubbing chocolate all over his body on TikTok. And I'm just like, you know, you can go ahead and just take that whole shebang to OnlyFans or, you know what, even Unfiltered. If you haven't heard of that, go check that out um, and just go ahead and just make your money. Just go ahead and just do it. Just jump all If you're going to do all this, just jump all in and make your money and I'm not even mad at it. But I mean, like, okay. So TikTok is his biggest platform. He's got a over a hundred thousand followers. He seventy percent of his followers are women, and obviously they're lusting all over him, and he loves it. And uh, although it causes problems in his relationships, obviously. And uh, then he met Amanda, and he's been dating Amanda for four months, and he fell in love with her. He said in the first hour, and I was like, well how many roses did she send you in that first hour? Cause like, how did you fall in love with her in the first hour on TikTok? And you didn't even see her. You just saw the roses and then you guys were texting. So like the first hour of what? When she was giving you money? Got it. Uh, he's never dated an American before. He's never been in a long distance relationship before. And he goes to meet uh his close friend Deanna and I just want to say for the record Deanna is your close friend and we've had this conversation many a time we've had it in the live chat Deanna wants to get with him and Deanna cannot believe that he chose this random woman that he met on TikTok who doesn't even live there who is a recent widow and has two kids over her they work together on some show they acted together and in my personal opinion, in watching their interaction, Deanna is 100% into him and wants to be with him. And he knows it. And I, I would even gander a little further that they've messed around, but nothing that, that he can or she can claim as being serious. But, you know, 
um, how can I put it? Like when, you know, when you're feeling like Netflix and chilling and that's the person that you normally Netflix and chill with, and that's who you're going to Netflix and chill with because that's what you normally do. And it's what it is. That's not your significant other, but they're your significant in the moment person. And I think that that's what's going on with these two. Uh, because she asked all the questions that someone who is too invested would ask. So she's like, you know, what's so special about Amanda that you want to be with her? And, um, you know, what, why are you being with her? And how long is she staying? All the things that someone that's interested in you and you didn't choose and they didn't choose you. Someone that's interested in you and you didn't choose them asks all those questions. So then we find out, don't forget, Rosman's 26. So then she throws out a bomb as if it was nothing, you guys. It just rolled off her tongue like it was common knowledge that we were all supposed to know. She's like, well, are you open to getting married again? And I was like, married of who? What? What's happening? We find out. Look at my face. I was like, what? This is all just bad. All just wrong. We find out that three years ago, so when he was 23, he proposed to his then fiance, I guess, after one month, and then they got divorced after six months. Now, I have questions. Where did you meet this girl? Did you meet her too online? And what made you decide that after a month that you were going to propose to her? And then I go back to what he said about Amanda, how he fell in love with Amanda after the first hour of knowing her. And I'm starting to see a pattern. And the pattern is you don't know what you're talking about and you feel like you know what love is, but perhaps you don't because A, you're young and B, if you're proposing after a month and then saying that you love someone after an hour, I... okay. Then... Then, you guys, just, just like, uh, I was like, oh, I'm cringing right now. So then he says, let me do it in my acting voice. He says, and dead serious, he says this. He says, it's just really hard to understand an actor, you know, like, it's really hard in relationships for people to understand actors. You know, we have to deal with a lot of jealousy and we have to deal with a lot of trust issues. And, you know, oftentimes people just don't understand us. So, um, you know, acting is really hard. And, and, you know, we get a lot of attention because we're like actors and we're really into our crafts. So, like, we just really have to own it. And Okay, I'm going extra as per usual, but he did say that. He did say that it's hard to understand an actor. Listen, Rosvan, I mean, are you in Hollywood? Oh, you're not? Okay. I just, uh. So then um, Deanna asks, you know, about if he's ready to be a dad. And again, this is the biggest thing. This is where, Amanda, if you're hearing me right now, 
he's now said it two times. He said it in the first episode and the second episode. He is not trying to be anyone's daddy. He will be their friend, but he's now said it twice. And if any, I'm not even talking red flags. I'm talking about your children, it's clear, are the most important to, to you. You've been through some trauma as a family and you want to find love and you think that God is giving you another chance at love, but I'm going to need you to take a step back and listen to what this fool has been saying to you because he said it twice. He said, I'll be the, the friend. I'll be the good friend. If you're looking for someone to provide and be there for you and your children, that's not this fool. Because don't forget, it's hard to understand an actor. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> but he did say he's not ready to be a dad. He's ready to be a friend. Uh, but he's really super excited to meet Amanda. She gets him. She supports him. Blah, 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 blah. She's arrived. And um, she admits, she's like, maybe I'm not ready. Like, maybe I'm ready. Maybe I'm not ready. I'm just going to go for it and find out. And then I may or may not be reading too much into this. And again, I don't know anything about it. So I'm just going to say what my first gut instinct was. So he brings her this teddy bear. Okay, this white teddy bear. And it has like a little black bow collar, whatever. But the teddy bear has no face. I'm going to leave you with that. I feel like there's meaning in that. But I might watch too much True Crime, too, but I'm just saying. They hug, they kiss. Uh, he says she looks more amazing in person. Uh, happy to, like, physically touch her after all these months. She says it feels weird. She's continuing to just be a little bit hesitant about the whole thing. She really wants to just take this whole thing slowly because uh, she's just feeling not quite comfortable yet. Picks her up, is a gentleman, takes the bags, drives her to his place. He says he lives in the best area of the city. They get there and she feels weird about being in the apartment that she's only ever seen online. And then... He has rose petals on the bed, tissues by the bed. She thinks it's weird. She's like, hey, why do you have tissues by the bed? And I was like, how old are you? Like, we all know why he has tissues by the bed. Like, we're grown. But if you don't, then hey, I guess you don't. But whatever. Um, She's still a little bit skeptical. I think she's feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Her kids call Alina and Junior, seven and four. And again red flag because remember last week her four-year-old son asked her where she's gonna sleep he asked again he's like uh can i see rosvin's bedroom he said let me see the bedroom brings up the sleeping arrangements again and you guys might like it's weird it's weird and She's because she said last week that she hasn't mentioned that she's in a romantic relationship with Rosvin. It's too soon and she doesn't want the kids to know, but the kids clearly know. And the kids are, are, are expressing to you 
what they're picking up. And she's like, oh, no, no, I'm going to sleep on the couch and all, la, 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 la. Listen, Amanda, I don't know. You have to keep your eye on that because they're asking the questions and they're going to keep asking the questions because your words and your actions are going to have to match. She talks about how her kids are a world and I believe that about her. I think that she uh, has gone through enough trauma on her own. I think that she is, is putting out the right sensors by being skeptical of this whole thing. Um, yeah, you're saying what I'm saying. So Crystal said, I'm surprised she didn't get a hotel to start. She seemed a bit uncomfortable. I feel that way too. Like she's very just skeptical of the whole thing. And, um, you know, she started complaining that he didn't make room for her stuff in the bathroom. And he's realizing like, hey, you know, she's ne never been with anyone else. She's been with the same guy for 11, 12 years. They were married. They have two kids. He passed away. It's a lot. So I'm just going to have to be patient with her. And she is starting to think, right? So all of this was great when it was just over the phone or, or video chatting or TikToking or whatever, but now it's real life and she's starting to feel a little bit guilty about Jason and being in this different relationship with Rosvan. And she's like, we're definitely not going to have sex tonight. And I don't blame her. I, I like Crystal think like, maybe you should have stayed in a hotel and it was taken it even more easy, but it's, it's clear to me that she does have her head on her shoulders and she's, she's thinking, and asking all the right questions. So we'll see, Amanda. We'll see what happens. <sighs> you know, you guys, I just want to tell you that whoever decided to cast David was, it was like the best decision. I'm just learning so much um, about his storyline and, and, um, the deaf community and i don't know just finding love is hard as it is and and he's just still putting himself out there and i just really appreciate it and i just i hope he finds this love with sheila because even sheila even sheila was like kind of sweet like this whole thing could it could be really sweet i'm trying to stay like roses and butterflies and unicorns um over this because he just he deserves to find love, you guys. I mean, it's just really so cute. It's just so like I'm rooting for him. Uh, so it's his day to go to the Philippines, his friend Carlos. And I was so happy that he had a friend because last week I was worried that his best buddy was the bartender from the bar that he goes to every week. Um, so it was nice that we got to meet one of his friends, Carlos. So Carlos comes to pick him up, uh, take him to the airport so he can go to the Philippines to meet his girlfriend. He's excited, but nervous, right? To meet in real life. Um, and Carlos was like, you know, what if it's terrible? And David's like, you know, I'll accept my losses. And then Carlos says, if you need to come home, I'll come get you. And I was just like, oh, I love it. <sighs> I just... I hope he doesn't get a little heartbroken, you guys, because he's really, he, out of everyone so far, is really taking a huge risk. And you can just tell that he just wants to be loved. He wants to find love, like we all do, but he deserves it. Not that none of y'all deserve it. We all deserve it, but he deserves it. Um, and I'm just happy that he has some friends that are around him to support him.
So his friend Carlos is worried, uh, thinks it's going to be, you know, a really hard trip because Sheila doesn't uh, know ASL. And, um, you know, many people, he thinks, don't speak English in the Philippines, but they do. Uh, but they're not going to be able to communicate because they don't sign. And so he's worried that between that and not being able to communicate in depth, that it's going to be just very difficult. <clears throat> so Carlos is nervous and I'm nervous, but I'm also excited for him. I really, I really do hope that Sheila. Okay. So here's the thing. I really hope Sheila is the business, but then you know who gave me the red flag in this situation? Sheila's dad. I know Sheila's dad is not already talking about asking for money to fix the house when you haven't even met this fool. Okay. Okay. I digress. I just don't want anyone to F around with David. I don't care if you're poor or not poor, living in the shack with no rooftop. He is deaf. He's looking for love. He's looking for love with Sheila. Y'all better cut it out. He works two jobs. Okay. I'll calm down. <laughs> okay. I'm feeling a little protective over David, but the last time I was feeling protective over someone, that person turned out to be the worst of the worst. So I will, I will just calm down. Um, so we find out that it's been 18 years since, uh, David has been on a plane and he just walked us through some of the things that can be challenging for, um, the deaf community. And I just, it's like stuff that we just take advantage of and take for granted, right? So you're traveling, knowing your gate numbers and when they're changing your gates and you're going from gate A to gate Z, if, you know, someone, if a, if there's a change of flight, he can't hear it. And he's relying on the staff to come and tell him, right? So he can be sitting at his gate if no one tells him there's been a change, then he's not going to know. So it's just simple things like that, that, I don't know, I guess I can speak for myself that, you know, I take for granted that I don't think about. And then the other thing that I learned is that um, David said that sign language, which makes sense, right? Because language is different everywhere you go, but sign language is also different all around the world. And so he's worried about when he goes to the Philippines, how he's going to be able to communicate. And uh, he's invested. He's like, you know, I spent two years of my life. I bought this plane ticket. I'm invested in it. And so if it's not successful, his words, it will break his little heart. And that just made me so sad. I really want it to work. I really do. If I could just take Sheila and David together and just the two of them, then I'm hopeful. But I got to tell you, like, the dad just gave me a vibe. And I'm just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. So we meet Sheila, 31 um, John Rell, her son, 12, uh, we find out about her story. She met the, the baby daddy when she was 16, but she broke up with him because he was too young, couldn't pro provide, 
for them. Uh, and we find out that, you know, she is living in poverty. You know, she's no running water. Um, they use buckets at the water pumps to pull the, the water to the house. Uh, the house is in uh, disarray because of a fire. And, you know, last week I talked about it. I couldn't believe it. And I guess I saw the house this week. And I guess it's all true. So there was a fire. Then there was a typhoon. And now the roof is gone. Uh, they have limited electricity, but they do have a toilet. And so there's a lot going on at her house. All of them live together. So she lives with her mom and her dad and her son. And she fell in love with David. And she said that she fell in love with his heart. And she too is hearing impaired. And we find out how she um, came to wear a hearing aid as she was as a child playing with the broom and she stuck the broom in her ear and she busted her eardrum. Um, and she's worried that I guess in the future she might lose full hearing, but for now, um, she has the hearing aid. And then, like I said, the dad is already talking about David. He's excited to meet David and maybe David can give them some help to repair their quote dilapidated house. Um, and then she's like, you know, yes, if he has it, this is Sheila answering her dad, um, but I'm not going to push him. But then in that same breath, she said that it's been hard since the pandemic for her to find work. She used to sell cotton candy. Um, but now David supports her monthly. Which reminded me of 90 Day Fiance UK and Sean um, financing his girlfriend and her kids. But, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm just trying to stay open-minded because I have to have one couple that I'm just in love with. And I really do love David. I'm just hoping that Sheila is really who she says she is and not just using him for a better life because he already uh, has had his heart broken and he needs to find his person. So she's getting ready. And like, I guess you guys, I'm being petty. I don't know, but she's So she meets her friends, they're going shopping. And I'm like, you're going shopping to buy a dress for what? Like use that money to fix some of the things that you need to fix in your house. But then I guess everyone wants to look beautiful and it has been two years and she probably wants to look like, you know, her best for her man. I mean, I guess, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Brown friend says she seemed grateful and not to take it for granted. Okay. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that Brown Brown. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with that. I'm going to try not to be jaded. I just thought it was a little, you know, why am I just meeting the dad this episode? And he's already talking about David paying. David is not paying for your house. Why should David, who you did, you haven't even met this fool yet. And you're already spending his money. Oh, you're spending his money because, oh, he's been supporting all of the whole family monthly. And David is deaf and works two jobs. You guys cut it out. Don't take advantage of David. Not our sweet David. 
Pusa. That was the episode, you guys. Barely made it myself here, but I'm glad I did. Thank you guys all so much. I love the live chat. You guys were popping. Wait, did I forget to show you? Oh, no, I'm saving that for later. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe. And uh, to all the new people, happy to have you here with us. That's all I got. See you guys tomorrow. Bye for now.